After a pretty long hiatus, it was unplanned, and yep. uh, we weren't sure how long it was going to be, so we didn't make an announcement. Um, I won't bore you with the details, dear listener, but a couple things that happened were like I got sick for a week, then we had some technical issues we needed to resolve, and we just couldn't record for for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. Yeah. So, um, uh, this is, we're going to try to go for like a tight, shorter episode, um, but we have a lot of ground to cover. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. Today we're going to do Detective Pikachu, um, but you'll have to kind of listen to us. Yeah, uh, we, we both kind of liked it, so uh, listen for that. But we're going to cover some other ground first, um, starting with just a, a, an oopsie. I In the Shazam episode, I kept talking about Justin Lin, uh, who's a filmmaker I quite like, um, but he's more like the Fast and the Furious guy, I think. And I met James Wan, who's from <laughs> like a horror background, and he made Aquaman. And I was talking about him a bunch, um, so I mixed the two of them up. I know, and it even, it's even worse because they're both Asian filmmakers, two of the very few Asian film directors we have in Hollywood. I love them both. I shouldn't have mixed them up, but you know, in my own defense, the problem is really J names and any names that start with the same letter. I once used to play D and D with a group of guys, and there was a there was a James, um, a James, a Jason, a John, and a Justin, and I could not keep them straight. Oh, there was just you'd, no way. You'd hate being in my friend group. I've got a friend called James, a friend called John, a friend called Jonathan. They'd have to get used to me just saying all their names wrong and calling, <laughs> calling them each other. And not, I do it to kids when I'm subbing too. And they get kids get real touchy about it. They, uh, you know, adults just think you're stupid, but kids are all like, "Why do you keep calling me so and so? What are you trying to say?" It's like yeah. nothing, nothing. It's just because your name starts with the same letter, Timmy. You know, <laughs> I can't keep Timmy and Tommy separate. Like one is as good as the other. Sometimes when they call me out, and I just tell them they're all the same to me. Yeah. Like you all look the same to me. Just keep them in their place. <laughs> yeah, little little kids. Shut up, um, child. What do you know? Yeah. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't, <laughs> can't go that far. We have to be nice to them. We have Aww. to say, shut up, child, what do you know, in a very nice way. Like, okay. uh, you're just a kid. This will make sense when you're older. And you can say that about just about anything, even mistakes <laughs> you make when you're teaching. And, uh, and it usually works out okay. Um, so our, I think our first order of business... I'm going to try to keep us on task here, so you're going to hear me a lot transitioning, um, is to check in on some movies that we, we couldn't cover, and we're not going to go back and cover them now because the world has moved on, and uh, you know it's, it's hard to go back and talk about yeah. a movie that just came out a month later. It's easier if it's something you've seen four times after a couple of years. Uh, I could say more about Age of Ultron than I can about Endgame right now, probably. So yeah, we're not going same. to cover these movies. Yeah, you feel that? Yeah, good that you feel the same way. But let, <laughs> let's see how this goes because <laughs> of the three movies that we missed, uh, I have lots of thoughts on on Hellboy. Um, yeah. So Hellboy is the first one. We'll we'll quickly just check in on. I yeah. liked it kind of in spite of itself. I thought it was a terrible movie, <laughs> just conceptually poorly executed had a lot of really baffling decisions in it and was kind of just a generic 12-year-old like power fantasy. And that's not really what I wanted a Hellboy. When I came home from it, I immediately watched the Guillermo del Toro 
twosome. I watched the first one and the second one back to back. <laughs> so I basically watch Hellboy movies all night long. And I got to tell you, as a palate cleanser, watching the old ones after watching the new ones was a very good decision. Um, yeah. I think you liked it a bit more than I did, right, Sam? Yeah, but only because I love really terrible films. So it was so bad that it went through bad and back to awesome. Like, that's how bad it is. But you have to, like, go in, like, not expecting anything from it to enjoy yeah. it, I think. It was just so ridiculous that I just, I loved every second of it. Because, like, once I got used to the how it was going, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. Because, yeah, <laughs> it was a... It was poor. I mean, I really loved the uh, Ron Pillman original duo. Like, Ron Pillman's my man. Like, he's the mm -hmm. Hellboy in my eyes. Like, I love those films so much. He's and the Hellboy I'm, of our hearts. He is. But I feel kind of sorry for David Harbour because... Mm -hmm. He tried. He tried, and he got so in shape for this role that it really he wasn't, wasn't worth it. the worst it. thing about the movie. I think um, the decision to play the character as, like, a... Like a Basically, an angsty teenager could have yeah. worked in a different movie, but it was kind of jarring here, and uh, it made some of the scenes really baffling. Like, uh, one of my favorite things, one of the things I agree with Sam about in terms of, like, so bad it's good, is the booger ghosts. Oh, yes. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, and there's an extended heart-to-heart -heart conversation between uh, David Harbour's Hellboy and Ian McShane's Dr. Broom at the end, where Dr. Broom the whole time is a booger ghost. And seeing Ian McShane as a booger ghost, if that's something that you never thought you wanted, well, you might you might find that it's it, it just fits right into some void inside of you that you never knew was there, uh, as it did for me. So that was yeah. enjoyable, but terrible. Um, yeah. And there's just a lot of things like that in the movie, just a lot of terrible decisions. Also, it was a hell of a lot more gory than I expected it to be. And I I kind of love gore. I kind of live yeah. for a little bit in I films. I don't mind but that. I wa really wasn't expecting it in certain places to the point where, like, some things happened and I had to turn to Andy and be like, did you just see that too? Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it definitely felt like several different movies cobbled together. Um, it turned out that they shot a PG-13 and an R-rated R movie like a radar version. So they, there's scenes in there and a lot of movies kind of do this. We'll have scenes that are a bit more extreme and only come out in the unrated director's cut. They just kind of cut it down for, uh, for theaters. Um, but I guess it was more thorough with Hellboy and it kind of shows like the movie feels like three different people, like, uh, or maybe three different versions of the same person. So like the yeah. 12 year old boy, the like 16 year old teenager who's too nervous to talk to girls and the, adult who like has tattoos of snakes and skulls and drives a chopper for no reason like that that's, that's like it's like edgelord like like self-parody that's kind of what the movie feels like and it yeah. feels like these three poorly adjusted men kind of come together into one body and make the movie and i mean i like neil marshall uh generally um so i, I kind of thought he would knock this out of the park because he's usually able to self-aware kind of his way through that edgy biker teenager bullshit that he does. Um, but in this movie, that, that, that self-awareness was just absent, I thought. Yeah. I'm going to give it a really arbitrary rating system for the, for the quick reviews that we're doing here. Oh, so, no. Numerical I'm ratings. Huh? I'm going to give it a three stars out of seven. Just, just... <laughs> seven stars. Stars. I like it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does seven. Okay. Um, it's like five or 10 usually. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, a half broken horn out of two broken horns. Okay. 
That's that's what I'll give it. Um, 25%. I like it. Yeah, pretty much. So another one we missed uh, that we'll probably have le- a little less to say about it because it's kind of bland, uh, bland movie, uh, Pet Cemetery. Yes. Yeah, so I, we both kind of had the same reaction to it, I think, right? I, I yeah. thought it was kind of like, it had a, some, of some good moments, but it was kind of made, it, it was very obviously very cheap. And it's a very yeah. small movie. I was expecting more of the elaborate level that It, Chapter 1, kind of got yeah. to. And I don't know why I thought that. They're completely different creative teams. Maybe something about the trailer made me feel like there was a stylistic or aesthetic continuity happening there. Um, yeah. But it, it kind of was just disappointing. Like, it wasn't terrible or anything. It just wasn't very good. I hated it. You absolutely... Okay, you flat out hated it? Okay. Yeah, it was... It was awful. It was an awful adaption. And I didn't enjoy the changes to the story. Oh, the pacing adap- was off. Like, adaptation. Adaptation, not adaption. That's not a word. It should have. <laughs> That's okay, the way on. you say it. I'm no, British. It's Leave not, me out. It's not. It I, although I, it might be the way British people say it, but like, fuck, man. Like, what did you there's say? There's a whole other adaption. syllable in there. It's, it's adaptation. Adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, A-D-A-P-T-A-T-I-O-N. In the Queens. But people do, people do say adaption. (laughs) They do say it. Uh, I, you know, I, and I, and I'm like, I shouldn't die on this hill. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted (laughs) you for that that shit. Keep going. Keep going. It's fine. I didn't like this adaption very much. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was, yeah. The pacing was off. I didn't find it particularly scary. I did. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy it at all i came out and i was like why did i waste my time watching that i liked the original film for what it was but the book itself is like one of my favorite stephen king books so oh i've never read it i've actually that's one i I, that's one i haven't read i've read a lot of his books but not that one maybe that it's really creepy it's really worth a read yeah Uh, that might have tipped me over into into hating the movie if i'd read that i'm usually pretty generous isn't the right word I'm, i'm pretty easygoing about adaptations um but <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes the first, sometimes this is gonna keep being a thing. Sometimes the first time I uh, I see something, I, we've talked about this before. But when I first see something that it, that comes from a beloved, uh, something I love, um, I usually kind of like clench my way through it uh, and and fail to enjoy it as much the first time because I'm kind of running a checklist of all the things they might have changed or my favorite moments, hoping to see them and then being disappointed if I don't see them. Uh, yeah. but I didn't have that experience with this movie. Uh, it just felt kind of... I haven't even seen the original movie, which which used to be one that people liked a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be cheesy and kind of fun, uh, yeah. but not not particularly scary either. And I do agree with you. I didn't think Pet Cemetery was scary. I think emotionally it kind of is. Like, I have a daughter, so, like, the idea of losing your daughter and what would you do? Yeah. That, that was a pretty effective. Jason uh, Clark is a, is a really good actor, um, and he's great in the role. Amy Simons is really good. Uh, and of course, John Lithgow. They're all they're all pretty good. The, the little girl who plays the daughter, she's good. That was all fine. Um, yeah. What bothered me about about the the not spooky enough or not going far enough was th- there's some interesting lore sort of set up, and then they just don't do anything with it. And yeah. I bet you the book is somewhat similar. That's kind of a Stephen King thing. But he's very yeah. good at creating little tantalizing hints, like that imply a bigger mystery that even if it doesn't necessarily explore that and yeah. the movie doesn't really do that it just leaves it all hanging and i, I you know i expected more yeah like no, what's I up with the ghost that he more. sees like what's that oh, all about that makes more sense when you read the books fuck okay well 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Pet Cemetery. Unless you have any any more shit you want to fling at it, because no, hey, I'm here for it. I'm giving it zero stars out of seven. That's how okay. vindictive I am. I'll give it three dead cats out of <laughs> seven. No, no, you know what? No, that's 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 not uh, I, that's not how I really feel. I'll give it four dead cats out of seven. Okay. Okay. Um. So this will be a little. Uh, we've already talked about this movie. Um. And it's one of the ones where. I liked it more and had to kind of convince Sam <laughs> that it's better than she thought it was, uh, kind of. I don't know if that's going to stick, but the last and most important movie that's probably come out this year is uh, Avengers Endgame, um, which I I loved. I wasn't sold the first hour or so of it. Uh, I was like, when I you know when it was time travel shenanigans, I was kind of like, what the fuck? But I, by the end, it was it completely won me over, and it was a very yeah. different movie than I expected, um, which is awesome. I love when they they turn the formula upside down um but i mean without just gushing about all the things i loved about it yeah uh, i really liked it i'm glad that it you know that they made that they closed it out this well where are you at with it now i mean i like it i need to watch it again still i still need to have that second viewing i think to appreciate it fully um yeah. but like captain marvel the first time i was annoyed there wasn't more captain marvel in it right. so that that's that's my hill that i'm gonna die on like you introduced a character and then didn't fucking use it you yeah assholes. yeah that was my nitpick actually one of my nitpicks watching it um until i found out after that it had been shot before captain marvel which yeah which is still i i blame the marketing department kind of for this like they really tried to make it seem like the reason captain marvel came out first was because she's going to be such a big part of Endgame that it won't make sense unless we see her origin movie first. But then she's not in the movie that much. They could have actually probably uh, folded her into it um, in a way like like the Hulk kind of got folded into Avengers. They didn't really have to do her solo movie first. Although it's yeah. cool that they did. I mean, between the two of them, Disney made $2 billion pretty much. So, <laughs> I mean, like... To have those two big successes like that within a month or two of each other is pretty insane. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's whatever. But yeah, I agree with you. I think she should have been in the movie more. Yeah. Uh, hopefully so. she will be a big part of the MCU going forward. Uh, I hope so. I think, I think after her movie made all the money that it probably, you know, not the money is the only important thing. I, I love Captain Marvel, the movie itself, too. Hmm. So I want them to make more, and hopefully she's a big part of whatever else they do for team ups later on. Um, yeah, there's some rumors. It was about a fitting that. ending to the uh, Avengers uh, yeah. series, I think. Uh, for now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll do more Avengers movies later, but definitely a fitting ending for the character lineup that we're familiar with. It's very much yeah. like a comic book uh, universe on movie at this point. So it feels like they could bring some characters back or they could change roles. They could do a lot of stuff. Um, the, the, one of the cool things about Endgame is that it ends in a way that uh, kind of changes the mechanics of the universe. So really, I think it really opens it up to a lot more comic book shenanigans. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with all that. Uh, yeah. You know, like uh, that's one of the things that I'm really excited about going forward is they can really do anything now. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we enjoyed Endgame. I mean, how could you not? It's kind of like a mm -hmm. cultural icon, the, the yeah. Avengers. Um, I can't think of anything controversial from it to really talk about, so we'll leave it there. Um, yeah. But speaking of controversial, let's talk about Game of Thrones, which is over now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, you go first. 
<laughs> yay me i i have hated this last season there was like the battle of winterfell episode was great i really loved that episode even if it was dark but this whole story arc and how they've ended the series is absolute nonsense just so disappointing like i don't get how we've spent the last nine ten years with these characters like all for this one aim for then for that ending yeah just full why? Ag- full why? agreement full agreement so a lot of people uh the wheels came off for them in season seven there was yeah. a lot more attention paid to like things that i thought had been kind of like kind of like a, a forgivable issue since season six or so where you know we're, we're you're you're in the climax of the story if you think of game of thrones as one big movie you're in the climax so stuff starts happening faster they're not spending as much time showing the characters traveling around there's not they're not having as many just conversations that are really about characterization or exposition because it's all done so now it's about clashing together and um not as much time spent i guess what you would call downtime um yeah and that, that I was okay with all that. Even in season seven, um, this, the episode that broke a lot of people uh, was when they're beyond the wall and the whole sequence of events where they get halfway there and then they tell uh, Gendry to run back to Castle Black and then he does yeah. and then he gets Daenerys to go after them and then John's riding a horse and uh, surviving for no, like just total nonsense that he survives. He gets, yeah. He gets underwater. Like, it was most like, I don't really like to throw around the term plot armor or use TV tropes type logic to, like, for criticism. That's not what it's really for. Uh, it's yeah. more like it's more like a catalog of, like, tropes so we can understand how this stuff works in fiction. It's not really meant in the CinemaSin style of, like, just calling out tropes that you see as if, oh, I, I've seen that before, so that's bad. No, I mean, but plot armor is definitely the explanation for this. Like, Jon Snow should have died there you don't need to put him in those situations as a show writer just to get him out of them and just strain the credulity of what you're doing Uh, but that wasn't i could forgive that episode even i was like oh they're going for a big like whiz bang action thing fine whatever um but then season eight comes around and and all of a sudden i understood what people were saying about season seven like every episode for season eight pretty much had moments or scenes more than one where I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, um, I like the battle of Winterfell episode two. Uh, I don't, I think a lot of the criticisms for that one are, are poorly placed. It was episode four of season eight that, that broke me. That was the one where I was like, fuck this shit. Um, okay. Which one was that? Again? That's the one where one of the dragons gets killed by a boat hiding behind a rock. And, oh yeah yeah and missandei dies i think in that one too oh yeah um, yeah that's yeah which wasn't that's the episode where i was like what why yeah, are we doing this that was yeah. it that was it for me um jamie going back to cersei lots yeah. of just lots of things and I, I mean it's not just like it's just these decisions that don't make sense for the characters we've seen grow D- danny turning bad was poorly handled even if it's something that was foreshadowed foreshadowing isn't the same thing as character development I don't buy yeah. it. I don't believe it. I don't believe John killing her. I don't believe Bran becoming the no. king. It's just, even no. if that's what Martin wants to do, and that's the notes that he gave to uh, Weiss and Benioff, um, it, it, how we got there happened like snap of the fingers compared to the way the books go. Like there's yeah. like three books worth of like story to tell and probably yeah. five seasons worth of TV to get from the point where the books leave off to get to this point. And yeah. I, I just don't like they spend so much time on things like Tormund wanting to bang Brienne and then yeah. very little time on 
Danny being like struggling even harder with her, her sort of entitlement and ruthlessness, which are interesting things about her character that have always been there, but I just don't believe her going complete fash, you know, no burning down King's landing and then making like a perpetual war Hitler speech. Like I just, come on. It's also kind of misogynistic a little bit, isn't it? Like, yeah, I don't, I I don't believe that she would kill women and children. Like she went, the people that she's killed in the past, have always been like slave leaders or, you know, slave, whatever you call them. I don't know. Like people who have stood in a way or like done something bad or something. But I don't believe that she would burn women and children in the streets. Yeah. Like maybe she's done that before. I did miss a couple of seasons of it, but only because I read the books and I couldn't be bothered watching it. But (laughs) um, yeah, I just didn't. She's done stuff like, um, that that's that's pretty like hardcore which is why i say that she's always had a ruthless streak but yeah yeah like the more the morality of it was always really stark and interesting and people criticize her and she's had to grapple with the extremity of some of her decisions that's interesting yeah. that's what makes the show different right or used to then they turn it into a very bog standard tv show where everybody's character motivations everybody's internal psychological uh experience of, of the story they're in is really, really one note and obvious. So you have characters basically hitting the same notes over and over again. Like a good example is Sansa in season eight. It's just, I don't trust Daenerys and that's it. That's her only character beat the entire time. And every character in the show becomes basically that, boiled down to one essential thing. And then because you have this intricately constructed world and intricate character relationships and history you wind up with all of this weight that used to be there that isn't there anymore. And it used to kind of be a stabilizing or structural uh, element. I'm getting a little abstract here, but bear with me. (laughs) And now that's gone. So all you have left is like basically wafer thin, nothing. So a a strong breeze hits the show and it all goes fucking flying away, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, it's just really weird to me. And we could go through all the, all the baffling stupid decisions, but we'd be here all day. I think push comes to shove, it was just like a, a really hatchet rush job and yeah. becomes a story that it just doesn't really work anymore. And I felt more like a TV show to me because they go for these like really obvious Grace Note style endings. Like The Wire ended in a really cool way where it shows that because there's no really big societal changes, um, the system and cycles are doomed to repeat themselves. So characters yeah. in certain roles in The Wire end up moving on but then other characters are there to fill their shoes you know um yeah game of thrones tries to do that it also goes for the whole in universe look at my book song of ice and fire bullshit that's just really like patronizing uh yeah they do all these obvious things that if you made a list before you watch the series finale of like things a series finale could do you would they'd all be on there they didn't even just do yeah. one thing they did all of the things and so it just felt really goofy yeah it was poor like it was a, like a joke I just, yeah yeah it, yeah it was a joke like i just don't get why we wasted all this time and all these years and all this money getting to this point just for that like 
It makes no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I, I yeah. yeah. We could go on about this all day. Yeah. But yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we wanted to, ridiculous. to to quickly chat about it, kind of just let everybody know that we're, we're aware of this big cultural moment and we have opinions about it. But like, yeah, we could literally do an episode of two hour long, just hacking out the season again. I, I am. Yeah. I, I will say this last thing. I have a history of rewatching the immediate season that just ended immediately after it ends. Like I'll just rewatch <laughs> Game of Thrones. I've actually watched Game of Thrones more times than any other show that I've ever watched. I used to put it on yeah. in the background when I would do other stuff. Season eight is the first season that I'm not going to do that with. Like I just do not care to restart and watch it again. I'm not going to yeah. rewatch the whole series anytime soon. I just feel like it'll be heartbreaking. So take that for whatever, you know, it might mean. And if you feel the same and that's the way like you'd express it, then awesome. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get away from uh, checking in on this stuff and go back to some of our more conventional segments. Uh, this, <laughs> so this is, this is going to be booster pack. Can I just, can I do the thing? Like there's a sound effect that you like to use and I love it, but I just want to go booster pack. Is that, okay. could you even make, could, could you even, can that, does that? Yeah, I can do that. But yeah, no, what I mean is like, can you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, you should keep this part in too. Cause it's funny. But uh, okay. <laughs> but not the part where I said it's funny because then that's you know, I don't know. So okay, so my thing this week uh, is a show on Netflix, the sketch comedy series called "I Think You Should Leave." Um, it is painfully awkward but really funny. Every episode is about seventeen minutes long. Uh, there are always a collection of different sketches, and there's some unifying themes that are really interesting um, that kind of tie together like what the sketches are kind of about but not like in a story sense, more in like uh, what kinds of situations or human behavior is, is funny in this particular way. And uh, it's just a really, really cool show. Uh, I really want more people to watch it. Um, it kind of got picked up a little bit. Like it got, got a little surge of popularity on Twitter at least, but I don't know if that's really gone beyond. Uh, I'm pretty weird about comedy. Like I don't like a lot of comedy, so this was a big one for me. Uh, what's your thing this week, Sam? Um, I'm, my thing this week is the uh, second part of the Sabrina series that's been on Netflix. Um, right. A lot of people, some people love it, some people hate it because they don't really understand how it is because it's kind of filmed in a really weird way. Um, but <clears throat> I love the first season. The first couple of episodes were really hard to get into, but um, I got hooked and I have literally watched like the entire part two in like, I think it was like two days or something I managed to like watch it in right? because it's like ridiculous. It, uh, it's ridiculous in, in like sense of like Satanism and shit like that. But like, <laughs> as a TV show, it's, it's kind of compelling. It's kind of, it reminds me of kind of like early Buffy episodes, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you've ever watched that, like that kind of oh, like yeah. campy yeah. dealing with demons, kind of that sort of uh, humor, like dealing with like, teen life and your first boyfriend and your first love and friendships and going through all these changes like they've got a character in the show who is transgender so it's like dealing with her going through that process and how her friends deal with it and stuff as well as like the magic side of things and and that so yeah it's it I love it. It's really worth a watch and I think more people should watch it even if they've like watched the first couple of episodes and didn't really like what they saw like push through that and get to the yeah, end. Yeah, that's that's me. I watched the, the pilot and didn't really like it that yeah. much. Um, I like uh, the actress who plays Sabrina, whose name I can't remember right yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah, she's good. She, she's the, the trailers where she's like uh, 
<clears throat> her her parole her performance in the trailer sold me on on giving the show a chance, and then I just didn't really like the pilot. I just didn't feel like it was for me. It kind of felt like uh, like Riverdale or something. And I know it's got some of the same people involved, yeah. but I couldn't get into Riverdale either. It's just too soap opera ish and and kind of all that stuff. So I didn't really get into get into it. But from what you've said and and some other things I've heard, I kind of am curious again. And I know my wife really wants to watch it, yeah. so we might get back into that. Have you had a chance? Uh, I think You Should Leave is also on Netflix, by the way. Have you, have you had a chance to check it out? I haven't, no. Um, uh, I didn't even realize it was a thing, to be honest, on uh, on Netflix um, until yeah, you just mentioned it. The algorithm, the, the algorithm can be weird. I mean, I'm surprised it showed up for me because I don't watch any of the comedy shows on Netflix. Like, I don't really... I don't mean, like sitcoms and stuff because i do a little bit of that like i watch like tuca and birdie and i watch uh the good place and stuff but i don't watch the comedy specials and shit and i kind of feel like that's probably what it would feed it would people who watch a lot of that the algorithm would feed this show to them and that those are the people that would probably find it um but yeah it's 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 so short that everybody should just watch it just to give it a chance yeah you know uh it's the best comedy show that's come out since uh nathan for you Hmm. i'll i'll which is I'll add it to my list. If you haven't seen that, please get on to Nathan for you. That that's awesome. <laughs> I've never heard um, of that one either. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that later. So this doesn't get yeah. to be the longest booster pack. <laughs> um, so uh, that's booster pack. Uh, we're gonna try to keep it to one or two things uh, every week, so we can keep it nice and short. Um, yeah. But if you want to know more about these things or want a more like uh, more thoughts on it, let us know. Um, now we'll go into news and rumors, and it's interesting that today, all right, should we do a news and rumors? Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so it's interesting that we're talking about a video game movie, uh, today because, uh, I think what happened was after Detective Pikachu comes out and it, it makes a bunch of money and it does pretty well critically, the people who are making the Sonic the Hedgehog movie felt emboldened. (laughs) and release their trailer and the trailer is probably the most widely ridiculed trailer for a movie uh, for a long time like i can't remember the last one that comes out and everybody's just like what the fuck (laughs) but it it looks terrible everything down from sonic's design to like the kind of movie it seems to be which is like an alien fish out of water type movie you know he's even fighting government agents it just looks like shit and it looks like a 90s like oh you like Teen, teen characters with attitude who are like bad boys but in a really you know in a very southern california kind of way like that's the characterization they're going for with sonic and it, and it just feels like way yeah. out of date plus they use gangster's paradise as um, the song in the trailer yeah which i just the, what a fucking head scratcher <laughs> that is like you know but the the news isn't that the trailer came out um it's that the 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 backlash against the design was such that the the I guess the director of the movie came out and said, hey, we want to make everybody happy, so we're going to go back to the drawing board and redesign the character, <laughs> which has never happened before. And so everybody's like, well, what the fuck? That, that's, just, that's, a, that's the worst possible thing that could happen because now a bunch of um, VFX artists are going to be working crunch for the next like five months yeah. just being completely abused so that they can get this movie out on time. Um, now that backlash must have been heard too, because the news is that the the movie got delayed until February of 2020. <laughs> it was supposed to come out, I think, in a couple of months, and uh, yeah. and now it's like you know eight nine months away, um, which is which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, because the movie's in the can, like it's done, like like you know. But now they're gonna now they're they gotta wait it. to release it. Yeah, 
And there's just no way. Yeah. I was never interested in this film at all, but oh, it's got Jim Carrey in it, which now means I have to watch it. So I will be going to see it solely for Jim Carrey. I don't know when the last time Jim Carrey did anything for me was. I guess the little tiny role he played in Bad Batch was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, um, that was cool. Yeah, he went, oh, you've seen that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. It's great. Oh, fuck. High five, Sam. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who's seen that movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I love it. I loved it, man. I loved it. Yeah. But we, we got to talk about that one sometime. We do. Uh, it's on it's on Netflix, listeners. It's called The Bad Batch. It's a weird, weird movie, but it's got Jason Momoa, Suki Waterhouse, Keanu Reeves yeah. in one of his more bizarre yeah. roles ever. Yeah. But uh, it's a good movie. So, um, yeah, it's getting delayed. And, and I got to say, you know, February is kind of and January are sometimes the months where m- film companies will throw something out that they think is going to be uh, like they're, they're kind of like. Maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. And there's not a lot of competition in those months because they've been long the dumping grounds yeah. of like film releases. It's where you put a movie that you think it's going to do badly and nobody's going to like it just so you can get it out and get the money that you can get uh, and not compete with any movies that are tracking to be bigger successes. So January, February is not a good month, generally speaking, to, to release a movie unless you're rolling the dice a little bit or trying to take advantage of that reputation. Yeah. So, for instance, Battle Angel Alita came out in uh, February and it did quite well. Um, Lego Movie 2 came out in February, which it worked really well for the first one, but did not work so well for the second one. I feel like that movie would have done better if it came out in the summertime. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's where they're going to dump Sonic. And that, to me, says vote of no confidence. Yeah. That says that whatever they've got on their hands, they know that fixing the character design isn't going to fix it. And they know that a year, almost, of like basically bad, bad press is probably going to kill the movie's chances of being successful. So they're dumping it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a That's shame because so people so much work has gone into that film and yeah they got someone like Jim Carrey on uh, to it to like do Doctor Robotnik oh, and oh. I, 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 that's good it's good casting but I don't think getting Jim Carrey is all that hard these days maybe not <laughs> but I, I, still I hope he's trying to make a comeback though like I hope he's he's gonna come back to some roles that are like like I, I wanted him to keep doing dramatic stuff because he was so good at that yeah but uh, he went kind of crazy. Uh, in real life, I think. Did he? And then um, I know he's been yeah, doing a number, lot of paintings where, of the president. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> when the number twenty three came out, um, right around that time, I guess when he was doing press for it, he revealed that he was sort of really into that stuff. And I guess um, I don't know, like he kind of started to like get kind of erratic <laughs> and like in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what, what the story is. It might have just been a mental health thing, and he might be all, all good now. Like it might it might have been he was going through something like a depression or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I should actually look into it and see what he said. Cause he's probably done some interviews and kind of tried to like clear the air about his career because his career really went down the toilet for a while. Um, like he was just, he just disappeared. Yeah. And I wonder what the, what the truth behind that is. Um, like why, why that happened to him, but now he might be coming back and trying to do some more of his like classic comedy and like uh, rubber face stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's in Sonic. I, I hope that it's good. Yeah. Uh, against hope, but I don't think it's going to be. Um, did you like when you watched the trailer, you, you that, that like you were already, you were already not interested in the movie, but the trailer at all like. Um, no, not really. I, th- I kind of thought it was right. a joke. I kind of think it was like I yeah. kind of thought like it was yeah. another how I viewed Detective Pikachu when I first saw the trailer. I kind of thought, really? You're right. going to do this? This is kind of a joke. So maybe... That's what I mean. Yeah. 
I feel like the trailer only only happened when it did uh, because Detective Pikachu made them overconfident. Um, like they thought, oh, people will buy into this. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't think so. Like you have to, I don't know. There's a lot to be said about that. Uh, two things, but I want to save it for the Detective Pikachu discussion. Two things about the trailer, though, that I thought stood out was poor James Marsden. He deserves so much better than this bullshit. Yeah. I don't know why he agreed to do this movie. Uh, he is, he's like awesome and he's just doing, I don't know, I, I feel bad for him. After Westworld, he shouldn't be doing this shit. Yeah. And then uh, the other one was, I did think that the kid in the bag joke at the end of the trailer actually worked pretty well. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. That's the only part of the trailer that I felt anything for, though. Um, so I will say that. Uh, that's not all bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a little, you know, yeah. just so I'm not a negative, overly negative. Now, the other bit of rumor is another kind of, this is a little bit more something that's kind of like a, like a mixed bag, too. Um, but they announced that one of the upcoming Star Wars movies after Episode Nine, because they're, they're not going to do one a year anymore. It looks like they're going to be doing one every two or three years. Uh, and they're not going to be doing side movies exactly anymore, something like that. So the announcement is that they're going to do a Star Wars The Old Republic movie, um, mm. written by Lita Caligridis, who wrote Alita Battle Angel, the movie, and also was the showrunner of Altered Carbon, nice. which I thought was mostly pretty good. Yeah. And I love Alita, so I'm interested in what she'll do with Old Republic, but here's the mixed bag part. Um, right before season eight launched, uh, in the two years where they were making season eight for Game of Thrones, I don't know what the fuck else they were doing during that, <laughs> that, that two years, but they, fingering their ass Benioff off. and yeah, probably, probably just like drinking Mai Tais somewhere <laughs> in, in Morocco. But, uh, Benioff and Weiss, um, they signed on with Disney to develop something Star Wars related. So the current rumor, and it's just a rumor, no one knows yet. Uh, well, someone knows, but it's not out there just yet, confirmed. So people will be saying, like, it is confirmed or whatever, but it's not. Um, is that th this is going to be their project. It's the, the Old Republic shit. I do think that one, like, unless, yeah, unless there's some mixed reporting happening, I don't think it is because uh, they write their own shit. And I, if they were going to, if they're going to do an Old Republic movie with Lita uh, Caligridis writing it, that means they're doing it as directors. And that's not really what you would hire these guys for. No. They've directed, I think they directed a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, but I don't think you're hiring them as directors, you're hiring them as writers. Yeah. Right? Uh, so it doesn't make sense that they're going to, unless they're going to do some kind of like three writer thing or the the news is actually that they're writing one, she's writing another one, and they'll get different directors, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Right? All that stuff is rumor at this point. All that's confirmed is they're doing something, the Old Republic is happening, and Later Color Gritus is at least writing the Old Republic. Yeah. So mm. that's what we know. Well, I'm pleased about her because I love everything yeah. that she's done. Um, but mm, after this, this freaking... I can't even remember the word I was going to use here, but it's in my head and it's very English. But Debacle. Yeah. It's debacle. This debacle of a season. Uh, I, <laughs> well, the last two seasons, I, I don't think I can uh, I can't get behind them doing anything at the moment. They'll, they'll need to prove themselves yeah. to me again. All over again, yeah. I mean, doing Star Wars might be a good chance, but then again, uh, Colin Trevorrow uh, got signed on to do episode nine and then fired after Book of Henry came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some people act like, you know, that's why he got fired because after that movie came out, they were like, Who, what the fuck? We made a mistake. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't really think it's that, that simple. I don't think they go, 
like I think they kind of like <laughs> like they they have to know more of what they're doing when they hire a director than that. So there's probably more to that story. Yeah. Um, but Disney is not above firing people um, or rehiring them. So it's possible that that Game of Thrones' backlash makes Benioff and Weiss poison. Um, yeah. And then Disney tries to distance themselves from this deal. I don't really think so because like uh, the deal was reported on very shortly before the finale aired. I think within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, or it might have actually been news for a lot longer than that, but just kind of under the table because nobody knew what the deal consisted of. Uh, so who knows? Like, I mean, I'm expecting us to do an episode in a couple of weeks where there's a lot more information and me having to clear up uh, some stuff that like is being falsely reported or is part of just part of the rumor mill. Yeah. So look for us to untangle more of this web as we go. Yes. What do you think about though, the idea of the older public itself? Cause you have some experience with that. I've played all the games, even the online one. I'm a fan of that setting. Yeah. Uh, but what, what do you think about all that? Do you think that'd be a cool way to do star Wars going forward? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think depending on the way that they do it, um, it yeah. could be interesting. I know it's going to cause a lot of discussion, I think, online with the people who oh, are yeah. hardcore Star Wars fans. I know for a fact most of my friends have played the game, so I'd be interested to see what they'd say about it because they've usually got a lot of opinions about this sort of thing. Um, I'm interested to see where they take it. I think it would, it'll be a pleasant change from what we've been having in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where they'll take it. Um, that's pretty much all, all my thoughts on it at the moment. I'm, I'm waiting for more information, I think, before I formulate yeah. a, a final opinion. I'd, I'll be curious to see if they're going to do their own thing uh, within that setting, if the setting is what they want, just the older public itself, yeah. or if they're really going to adapt the, the story from uh, Knights of the Old Public in some form. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they could. You could make uh, you could make a movie out of at least the first Knights of the Old Republic. Probably you could make a trilogy out of that game yeah. if you wanted to. Quite um, easily. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to do that and uh, whether they whether they bother with that storyline or come up with a new one. Um, so I guess that'll do it for news and rumors this week. Uh, let's get on to our our main conversation about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, He's gonna take a Pikachu. Yeah. He's gonna take a peek at you. Yeah, before you shower. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> peek at me, peek at you. Uh, so I want I want to return to something you were saying earlier about how when you first saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu that you thought it was a joke. Yeah, I had the same impression. Like I like people were like, "Have you seen the Detective Pikachu trailer?" And I was like, "What the fuck? You thought what's Detective? What's a Detective Pikachu? What yeah. the hell even is that?" Because I'd never heard of uh, that particular slice of the Pokemon fandom before. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was I thought it was a joke. I watched the trailer and I was like, "No, this isn't a real movie." <laughs> yeah, I had <laughs> like, the same what? reaction. I was like, "Why is this? Why is this a thing? Yeah. Like, how can this be uh, a what? film?" It felt like it came out of nowhere. Like, like probably it's, I just was asleep at the wheel, but it feels like the kind of project that would be talked about for years before it actually came out. And I just remember them dropping a trailer and being like, what's what? What's what? What's happening? Look at, look at guys. We made a movie. Yeah. Check it out. It was so you know? weird. I was like, why is this a film? And then also, why is Ryan Reynolds the voice of Pikachu? That is the most random Honestly, thing in the yeah, entire world. That, that felt like stunt casting. That yeah. felt like... Uh, 
after Deadpool, people probably just like want him to do just about anything. Yeah. So like if you were gonna cast anything, you'd be like Ryan Reynolds would be on the list. Um, <laughs> did you know that they wanted uh, they did they did some tests with Danny DeVito? No. Yeah, that's they, amazing. They, apparently, in the source material, which I can't remember if that if it's like a cartoon or a comic or what, uh, Detective Pikachu has like a very deep like like you know spoilers and all. We know, we kind of know why now after seeing the movie, but. Apparently he has a very like kind of grown up kind of personality. Yeah. Um, I did think having it be Ryan Reynolds worked really well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would I would love to see a version of this with Danny DeVito. Oh, that I would have been I would special. love that so much. I wish they would have gone with that, the cowards. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so this movie comes out and I mean, on one hand, it's interesting that they chose not to get to create like a years long runway of hype train for this movie. Yeah, uh, run runway of hype train, <laughs> a years long track for the hype train. That's that's better. I'm not mixing my metaphors now. So um, I prefer the other one. Yeah. Okay. Runway <laughs> for the hype train because it's, it's a train that that has a runway because it's like a train that runs in space, like Galaxy Express nine nine nine. There's a deep cut for you anime fans um there's my there's my weeb creds out there for all to see so uh anyway i think it was smart for them not to do that because video game movies are uniformly almost uniformly terrible Mm -hmm. uh every time you think there's gonna be a good one or they they, it seems like something real is happening you get an assassin's creed or a tomb raider and assassin's creed is like full-on fucking terrible like it's just a terrible movie but tomb raider is really just disposable like it's not the worst movie ever made, but it's got none of like the things that made the first two with Angelina Jolie interesting. No. It's just a very generic action movie that could have been anything. It doesn't even have to be a Tomb Raider movie. There's nothing about Tomb Raider. Like there's nothing about the movie that, that is uh, identifiably Tomb Raider besides some iconography, which is like not cheap, you know, it's, it's yeah. Thin. All they did with Tomb Raider um, was take the storyline from the first like reboot of the series of the video games and then take and everything out of it that was it. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They took everything interesting out of it, threw in a bunch of shit from the second one that was not good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, threw together a generic action movie with a bunch of bad CG stunts in it. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I forget almost everything about that movie besides feeling sorry for Daniel Wu because that's another dude that deserves a lot better. And instead, he gets to be a sidekick in a movie that sucks. Um, Alicia Vikander is going to be just fine. She's like a powerhouse, so I don't feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of like, do better, though, if you're going to make action movies. Because, <laughs> you know, pick get, get with better directors or better projects, maybe. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think it was smart for them to do this because there's already a lot stacked against a video game movie. Like, look at the Sonic debacle, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so they, they, they tried to, I think, circumvent that. And, uh, honestly, they, like, I think it worked in their favor because it turned out to be a pretty good movie. Totally. And we'll get into why I think that later on and, and why you agree, because we, we will have different reasons, I think. But before we go there, I want to know a little bit about your relationship to the pocket monsters. To the pocket monsters. To the pocket monsters. So when I was like, uh, when uh, Pokemon cards were like really big in the 90s i was like obsessed with uh with with collecting them like i had a whole folder full of them i must have had hundreds every time we went near a shop that had them i was forcing my mum to play them to buy them for me like i was obsessed with the trading cards i never did anything with them 
Like you I never, I never game? played the actual game. I just liked collecting them. Um, and in terms of like what games I've actually played, I've played a little bit of the Game Boy one, but um, growing up, I never had like a Game Boy or a Nintendo or anything like that. So I never actually got to play any of the actual video games. Um, but I've watched a bit of the like TV series and stuff. Um, can't tell you which one because I honestly don't know which one it was that I watched. It was on Maybe, TV. Probably the OG one, like the original Ash, Misty, and Brock one. Yeah. And I've played Pokemon Go. Like, um, I still play Pokemon Go now, like when I'm out walking. Nice. Like, it's still my thing to do. So I love Pokemon, um, probably not as much as a lot of other people love Pokemon, um, but I have a special place in my heart for them. I sort of feel like nobody hates Pokemon. Like Pokemon, like you can you can have like a burning fucking hot love for it, like a lot of people do. Yeah. Or you can have like a more mild, like, you know. That's I feel about the same way as you do, and I have a similar trajectory. Although I've liked the idea of something like Pokemon yeah. going way back to like Tamagotchi. And then yeah. after that, there was like Monster Rancher, uh, which was a very popular yes. game on the PlayStation, and it had an anime series that was actually really good. And then um so I used to watch that, and then right around the same time, Digimon came out, and then Pokemon came out, and at first, for me, they were all basically, like, versions of the same idea, and neither was superior to the other ones. Yeah. But eventually, Pokemon kind of pulled ahead of everything else, and I didn't have a Game Boy either. Uh, it was too expensive when I was a kid for same. me to get one. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to play Pokemon, at, like, what everybody else was, when it was huge. I borrowed other people's Game Boys and played it eventually, and I, I've never finished it. But I actually yeah. still prefer the old original uh, Pokemon games with the original 150. Yeah. And when I was in uh, middle school, I played, uh, I collected the cards just like you did, but I also played the game because I was a Magic the Gathering player. Oh, um, yeah. I was never any good at Magic and I wasn't very serious about it. Not like people are like that, that you see in a comic book store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I like I liked it a lot. I, lo- I love the cards. I love the art. It was actually really cool to, to learn about magic at the age I did because it really opened up what fantasy could be. Yeah. Um, because it's so fucking wild. And like, uh, so I, so the Pokemon trading card game was like a simpler version of magic to me. So I, I liked playing it. Yeah. But a lot of my cards got stolen. Uh, by other kids when I was in grade eight. So I got got rid of the rest of them and then I stopped caring about it. Um, Pokemon got a really huge resurgence around the time Pokemon Go came out. Like it's always been pretty steady because there's new games like every couple of years, but kids are really into it again. Yeah. And I kind of want to get a Nintendo Switch and play the newest ones and just like kind of throw myself back into it because I love that style of game. I love RPGs and I love collecting and training and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Pokemon is good stuff, I think. Like, uh, Like there's some interesting, funny questions about whether it's slavery or not, but I feel like the... They do a pretty good job of like trying to to be like, yeah, that that that's something you could think, but really Pokemon are special creatures that like have to choose like they, they live in the ball, but they have to choose it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kinda that's kind of okay. Um <laughs> so that's that's Pokemon for you. Yeah. Um let's get into the movie. Uh so we liked it. Um Yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanna see it again to decide whether I loved it or not. I, um, I think this is I my really favorite film it. of the year. Really? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's awesome. how much I loved it. I thought it was great. It was so easy to watch. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I, uh, I I don't have a problem with that. Like that, like it isn't one of those things where I'd be like, no, you're crazy. Like that's like a you thing. No, I could I could see that. It is really good, and and I think the reason why it's good is fundamentals. It is a fundamentally good story. Yeah. It's familiar. <laughs> it has some familiar tropes. Um, 
And it does it in a way where, like, like what I liked about it was, like, regardless of it being a Pokemon movie, it would still work. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, and it avoids being generic by for two reasons. One is the Pokemon thing. Two is you don't usually see a kids movie that's straight up a detective movie like this one is, at least for most of it. Yeah. And I'll get I'll I'll talk more about that later because I have a, a qualm with it that comes from that. <laughs> and then the third thing is that it actually is really emotionally heavy. Like yes. uh and 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 in, in a really in a way that I think is really interesting. Like Justice Smith, uh the actor who plays uh Tim, I like him a lot from the get down, which is a much meatier, dramatic adult kind of role. Yeah. And that's the first thing I ever saw him in, right? And then he was in Jurassic World, but we won't speak of that. <laughs> um and then this movie he's he's really, really good, but he cries a lot and he's really emotional and I, you don't see male protagonists in kids' movies especially. Uh no act like that very often and i really thought that was super fucking refreshing yeah like, it was like I, I really liked his emotional honesty and and sensitivity and vulnerability yeah there's a scene where he's sat outside with um with pikachu like sat on a wall and he's crying and he's yeah. he, he turns to pikachu and he's like i've really not been very nice to you have you and pikachu's yeah, been like yeah. no not really like i appreciated that for it yeah. to be like this guy's recognizing that he's had this toxic behavior towards pikachu for no reason and he's acknowledging it baggage, and he's apologizing yeah. for it yeah. i loved it yeah yeah it was it was full of little things like that like the movie's got so much heart yeah. Which is like what I mean by fundamentals. Like a good kids movie, which is what this is, has to have heart. Yes. And it has to it has to take a moral position on something that kids can relate to. And I feel like this movie does that a bunch of times. Um it, it, it for the first half it it it, it definitely courts the adults in the audience a bit yeah. more than the second half does. Yes. Um in There's fact some of the people that I Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say there's an Ed Gein joke in there, which is definitely oh, for know. the adults. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. There's there's a few. Uh, Ryan Reynolds brings brings quite a bit of that material yeah. to the movie, um, which, of course, is why you maybe hire him, right? Uh, mm -hmm. He's able to, to get across these, like, really, like, kind of adult jokes that are a bit too much for kids, maybe. In a way, though, that still feels kind of, like, family-friendly somehow. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, if you've seen Deadpool, you kind of... You might get what I what I mean. Like he's just able to sort of like deliver. Chris Pratt has that gift too. Um, just really edgy jokes, but like they're delivered in such an affable like. Yeah, way like a, that a conversational way. Like, um, yeah. like in the mid, like you would say around the dinner table if you had kids around and stuff. Like you'd make a little joke that's kind of out the corner of your mouth to the person sat next to you. That sort of thing. That's kind of how it feels for me when he makes those jokes. Yeah, I agree. And and there's a bit of that in this movie. The second half, though, is where the plot really kicks in and it becomes sort of more like a, you know, paint by numbers, action spectacle, kids movie. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I, I like the spectacle, like especially those giant Pokemon basically smashing all the tectonic plates like that was yeah. fucking crazy <laughs> uh, and very cool. Um, I liked all that stuff, but it, it definitely wasn't like it was the movie had switched gears by that point. It had kicked into like a pretty like bog standard third act action like race against cl the clock kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And and that's not really what the movie was before that. It was more uh, of a detective movie, a more like and actually like an earnest and like trope aware one. So it was it was trying to be legit. Like they chase down the leads, they interview. You know, it felt like a good detective movie, and that's yeah. one of my genres. I love a good detective story. So that <laughs> yeah, that really did. won me over. You know. And it loses a bit of that towards the end, but that's not necessarily a big deal. It's, it's I'm just glad it was there at all, and that, the, yeah. that you can tell that the people who made the movie like detective stories and wanted it to feel like one, not just 
throw a uh, fucking Sherlock cap on Pikachu and call it Detective Pikachu. Yeah. So I appreciated that. There's a lot of a lot of love that went into this movie. A lot of effort. A lot of thought, which is like not always the case with movies like this. Yeah. No, I agree. So so it was pretty cool. Your favorite movie of the year? That's that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what was your favorite part? Ooh, what was my favorite part? Um, I think, I think the 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 part that made me laugh the most and like really endeared me to the film was quite early on in the film. It was the part where um, Tim's first meeting Pikachu um, in the apartment, and then he gets chased by chased by the uh, the ape. Apiums, I can never pronounce the name. I, then, I don't even know. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> they're new, po- new Pokemon. Yeah. And then they kind of become friends and right. they end up staying in the apartment together. And then the next morning, Pikachu's been like trying to figure out like <laughs> his, his line and he's just like the shit all over the floor. And like he's just picking up <laughs> random coffee cups and like just <laughs> trying to find yeah. something. To, that like killed me. I freaking loved it. It was like, he's, he's it adorable. just reminded of me of like, it reminded me of me when I was like doing uni work back in the day and I had a deadline like the next day and I was up all night <laughs> yeah. like just picking up random coffee cups like oh my god like someone give me caffeine like shit everywhere just trying to get shit done yeah I just yeah I loved it it was so so good um I just yeah hands down and it I think <clears throat> The reason why it kind of the storyline kind of endeared itself to me so much as well is because it kind of reminded me of um, Philip Pullman's Dark Materials series. Oh, yeah. Um, because of that whole the the in that story, um, everyone has like a demon that is yeah. like their their partner, their animal spirit that helps them through things and they get to talk to each other and stuff. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, that everyone's got their own little Pokemon that is their sidekick. And is like kind of a little bit of their personality, if that kind of like makes sense. Um, yeah, I want to. I got to sidetrack you for a second. Um, yeah. Did you know that HBO is making that into a series with like Lin Manuel Miranda, James McAvoy? Yeah, I'd heard the rumors, but I didn't want to get too there's excited. A tra- there's a there's a trailer. You should check it out. Anyway, <gasps> is there? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Back to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was like the the Dark Material series that growing up was like one of my favorite book series, and I read it loads. So I think when it came to watching the film, I kind of um, kind of picked that out and it kind of like sat with me because it was something I was already beloved with. So it didn't feel that's like really, stealing. It kind of felt like borrowing. I feel like that's a really cool association. Like, I don't know if they were thinking of that when they made the movie, but uh, I, I love that you connected those two things. Cause I, I, I probably wouldn't have, but as soon as you started, I, cause I know those books too. And I, I don't like the movie that they made out of it, but no, whatever. I don't either. Um, yeah. It's, it's bad, but like they, they, uh, I like the books quite a bit, although I've only read them through once. I've yeah. read the first one two or three times, but I've read the other two only once each. And they're very bizarre books, so I wouldn't have made that connection, but I'm glad you did because as soon as you started saying that, I, I could definitely see what you meant. Especially because yeah. in, in Rhyme City, at least, yeah, all the, po- the people have one Pokemon typically. Yeah. You know, they're not Pokemon trainers um, have bunch, but regular people tend to have one Pokemon. Like yeah. they're, you know, and they keep asking Tim, Where, how come you don't have a Pokemon? They're not yeah. assuming that he's like an Ash Ketchum where he would have a whole bunch, but everybody else has like one Pokemon to hang out with. Um, and he doesn't have any, which is kind of cool. Uh, I like the idea of Rhyme City being a different kind of place where the Pokemon are out of their balls all the time and kind of just hanging out because yeah. that's what we want to see. And them creating that for the, for this movie or, or if it's from the original, uh, source material, that's a very cool idea. Um, 
And I, and I like that it opens up the world, too, because they do mention the Kantos region, which is where the first uh, series takes place, where Ash is from. Yeah. And uh, how the events that, that we would have seen Mewtwo originate in, in the original Pokemon animated movie, uh, which I saw in theaters when it came out. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> Mewtwo comes back from that, right? Like, Mewtwo is in the video game, but uh, his kind of story is in that animated film, and they mention it in this movie. Which yeah. means Ash and Misty and Brock are running around somewhere <laughs> in their 30s. Which yeah. is kind of cool. I kind of hope we might see them or that maybe the, the investigative reporter character, I can't remember her name, uh, the girl, is it Vicky? The one with the Psyduck? I wish I could remember her name. It feels oh, bad. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. I'll, I'll talk about her a little bit more later um, because I have some thoughts. But she, I thought she could have been Misty's daughter or something cool like that, you know? Uh, but they never really, they, they resisted the urge, I think, to connect it directly to ash and, and his whole storyline which i think is a smart move they're open to do it now because this movie is like a smash success but uh being reserved about that i think was a smart move when they didn't know whether people were going to connect to this um but i love the idea of more pokemon movies that take place in other parts of the world and, and are about other things because i really think that that a goonie style kids go on an adventure pokemon movie would be fucking awesome <laughs> you know like picture the kid yeah. the kid who would be king but with Pokemon, <laughs> like yeah. that would be sweet. So I, I want to see now. I really want to see that. This movie made me excited to see uh, a more like conventional Pokemon story in a movie. Um, yeah. My favorite part was when Pikachu sings the Pokemon song. Mm. I know that's probably a lot of people's favorite part, but that was my favorite part. When he's crying as he, yeah, as he says yeah. it, he's walking. Oh my God. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, that that yeah. part ruled. Uh, I felt seen when I, when I, you know what I mean? Like, cause that goes right way back to like watching the animated series and having like the Pokemon theme song and then the poker rap at the end and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just so love the I think, fact that he knew it as well. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like totally in universe. Um, yeah. how did you feel about, did you, how, how early did you predict that Ryan Reynolds, uh, was playing the dad and that the dad was Pikachu? Um, I actually didn't cotton on to that until quite far into the film when I kind of thought, oh, maybe this is what's happening. It wasn't, in, I think it wasn't until, um, like, there was that whole twist with um, with the owner of the corporation, Bill Nye, um, and he was Mewtwo and he was, like, um, making people into their Pokemon. Like, it <laughs> wasn't until... such an until... awesome, bizarre plan, too. <laughs> like... Yeah, I know. I was like, why is this a thing? But yeah, I enjoyed it still. But yeah, it wasn't until that moment where I was kind of like, ah, maybe, right. maybe. And I kind yeah. of like, I think that's like, if we're going into like this far into the film now, like like real spoiler territory, but like, um, I think that was my only kind of gripe with it. I kind of wanted... I wanted Tim to become a detective, but still be working with his dad as Pikachu. Right. For like, so they could have like a sequel where they're kind of working together, where, where yeah. Mewtwo would be like, his body was too far gone, but I've saved his soul and his soul is in his Pikachu because his Pikachu donated his body for him. Like right. that would have been a better ending for me that they still get to be together and they still get to work together rather than it be like he goes back to being Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu's Pikachu again. Like I get that. I get that, but uh, when, as the further I got from the movie, because I felt the same thing, I was like, "Oh, he's not Pikachu anymore." But yeah. um, the further I get to the movie, the more I'm glad they did it that way because that that's one and done. You know what mm. I mean? Like that that is like so that's rare true. that they would go like, "We're gonna make this movie and we're gonna open up this world." We could make other movies in this world, but they're not necessarily gonna be sequels to this. This isn't a movie that's a franchise. Uh, 
starter in the conventional sense where the ending yeah. is like full on sequel bait. We got to, we're just setting up for two more sequels. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing that. Um, yeah. If they do another Pokemon movie, it'll be different. It won't be detective Pikachu. Hopefully they might come up yeah. with some convoluted reason to get Pikachu back. And you know, hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully if we see these characters again, there are side characters in another story that takes yeah. place in this universe that I think they should Marvel cinematic universe this shit if they can like, uh, yeah tell connected stories that are connected more by setting and by um, kind of a shared universe than by uh, uh, actual plot. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so sense. So I was okay I, with the ending. I, I don't blame anybody though for feeling like they yeah. want more detective Pikachu. I loved it so much. I just wanted another film. Like I wanted them to immediate release detective Pikachu yeah. too. And, and I would watch that wholeheartedly. Like, yeah, I, that was, I think that was like probably why I was disappointed with it because I wanted, I wanted more, but like you said, it's kind of good that it's just one and done. Like they're not going to ruin the characters that not, it's not going to go downhill. It's like, this is like the one golden film that I can hold on to for the rest of my life and just, just watch like every day. They, uh, you know, <laughs> the other gripe I have with it though, uh, thinking, speaking of like that is, um, I thought that, uh, I wanted to see more Pokemon, spectacle action fighting things like yeah. i wanted to see them using their powers a little bit more uh and and I, I wanted the fight between pikachu and mewtwo to be a little more satisfying like pikachu just remembering to use his abilities was kind of silly um but like yeah. you know th those are just really minor nitpicks i like i'm sure they were just kind of like again tr being erring on the side of conservative use of certain elements of the pokemon thing so that they could always do that later so there's something more to explore yeah like it's like they took it and they were like look let's let's like let's be as um fundamental and bare bones not bare bones really but let's let's keep it to the fundamentals let's keep it to the to like the down and dirty and let's not get too fancy or too crazy or too or too uh uh ambitious with this one and i feel yeah. like that was ultimately a really good instinct um so i can't complain about it too much if it if it means less lightning blasts um <laughs> one thing i thought was awesome just to flip this around the Mr. Mime scene in the trailer I thought was really lame, but then seeing it in the movie, I was, I loved it. And I loved yeah. how Tim was like really good at, at, at charades yeah. and like they just kind of commit to that. I, I thought that was really good. Uh, yeah, so I was really, too. I really, I, I think Mr. Mime is one of the creepier weird Pokemon and I don't like him. Um, yeah. So I, it was, it was good. Another one I really liked was Ditto, especially when uh, Ditto turns into a Suki Waterhouse. Um, yes. And, and it's got those weird bug eyes. Like, oh, yeah. was, that was creepy and awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I kind of didn't, I didn't expect it either. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I didn't yeah. expect it to be her. Even though I knew there was a Ditto around and I was like, oh, this could be anyone. But I didn't well, think, Well, I, I didn't oh, think it could Ditto. turn, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think a Ditto could turn, it could mimic a human, but I guess it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to say, like, like the twist thing uh, with uh, Ryan Reynolds coming back. Uh, I meant to say, like, for me... I, I, I thought it could be happening um, and I thought it would be cool if it did, but I didn't exactly, I, I didn't commit to the idea that it was going to happen. So I wouldn't feel like I had called that twist or anything. <clears throat> yeah. I just thought, I, I thought of the possibility around halfway through the movie and then I kind of, I kind of just like let it hang being like, yeah. oh, it'd be cool if Ryan Reynolds is also playing his dad and we get to see Ryan Reynolds in the movie. Um, yeah. But I didn't think that they would actually do that. Because like you, I was kind of like, or, or like like most people probably, I was kind of not thinking that we would ever see a Detective Pikachu become a human again. And then, yeah. be, you know what I mean? I thought he would always be 
Detective Pikachu, right? But at the same yeah. time, I think it's kind of a good thing because, like, while while Tim's dad is in there, Pikachu as as a sentient being is basically not right. Yeah, which is kind of like worse than the Pokeball. Yeah, because they get pushed <laughs> out of the bodies. It's not there. Yeah, it's like soul slavery. So I'm glad that they kind yeah. of figured out a way to. Because I mean, they they did like they they thought about that. Like that's what I meant by putting thought and care into this. They thought about how creepy that is, and so they were like, "No, the Pikachu is willingly doing this." Um, yeah. So they made sure that it wasn't just like, "Oh no, Pokemon are just like vessels for our fucking souls." You know, they they have yeah. a moral stance about that. Like what Bill Nye is doing is bad. Like, yeah. and, and it's easy to tell that because the movie does the work of establishing these ideas in a way that I think was very well done and very kid friendly. Like, I don't think yes. kids watching this movie aren't going to get it, you know? Yeah, no, it worked a really good line between like adult and kids. And like there wasn't anything in there that was overly adult and there wasn't anything in there that was overly childish. It was like right in the middle and it was it was a perfect balance. It, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much, because like there wasn't anything in there that kind of threw me off as being like, oh, that's far too adult for this. Or, oh, that's really childish. Yeah, I don't know why they did nothing that, that was, took, took you out of it kind of thing. Yeah, I was just focused on it for the entire film and then came out of it and was like, I could watch that again. I want to live in that universe. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think it was very well balanced. Like, that's a really good way to put it. Um, although, I said I would return to this, and I didn't... Like, like the, the movie's kind of a boys' club, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I'm not crazy about that. Like, Suki Waterhouse is a, is a pretty prominent actress in some, some sense. And she does fight choreography, so she's, like, good at fighting, which is probably why they hired her. But she doesn't even have a speaking line in this. And the only yeah. other female character that does is Catherine Newton playing Lucy Stevens. And she's not really great. And I don't really blame Catherine Newton. I don't think it's the actress's fault. But as written, she's a very weird character. Like, uh, at first, she's really obnoxious. Like, she's yeah. cosplaying and role-playing as a... Uh, as like this, this like, detective... Or not this detective, but this investigative reporter. And she's pretty obnoxious. And um, and I kind of I kind of like that in one way. Uh, because you don't see you don't see characters like that uh, played by women very often. Usually they're just yeah. more permissive sidekicks, but she kind of morphs into being more of a permissive sidekick, you know, like, and, yeah. and she just isn't, she didn't really make a much of an impression as a character. I didn't get why justice Smith dug her. Uh, I didn't really buy into their romantic chemistry. I didn't think there was really any there. So I didn't think yeah. that's, that part was very good. Um, and there's also one other female character and that is the scientist that Mewtwo kills. <laughs> played oh, by Rita yeah. Ora, and that's pretty much it. So I think, yeah. like, next time around, um, paying a little more attention to writing your female characters and maybe including more of them uh, would be a good move. Yeah. No, I agree. It did need a little bit more in there. But then I kind of liked her character. I kind of liked how weird she was. It kind of yeah. made sense to me because her little friend was a Psyduck. So it's kind of like, oh, right. she's kind of, she's a little bit weird in the head anyway. I wanted more time her with her. Her friend is a Psyduck. You know, because yeah. like you see some like tantalizing glimpses that she's anxious, like that yeah. she really wants to be this thing, but she, she's maybe too anxious to like step up. And then she does step up. So she does have like an arc, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's good. Like, like having it like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on the movie too much because there's a lot movie of movies that do this stuff way, way worse. So it's yeah. not it's not like this is a problem per se. I just no. wanted more. Um, it was one thing that they kind of lapsed on a little bit that were so much care and attention was shown to like just about everything else that it was noticeable. Yeah. 
but I, I do yeah. think she has an arc and I do I do think there's more to the character, uh, especially with the way she's played. Uh, and probably it's in the writing to come to think of it that I just wish we had more time with. She needed more screen yeah. time, man. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> so but it it didn't like ruin the film for me. Or no, anything. no, yeah. it's it's minor. Like it's not a big problem at all. It's like uh, like I said, there's movies that do that are way more egregious where you have to say something like, "Well, I like this one, but." You know, uh, this movie, it's yeah. not really, that's, it's not really a butt. And if it is a butt, it's a little tiny butt. It's a little tiny Pikachu butt. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so, some, I think part of the reason why she gets a little less to do in the movie is because Psyduck, right? They're, they're balancing yeah. her out with having Psyduck, uh, interacting with Pikachu and, and also Psyduck being like a source of some comic relief and some hijinks, Yeah, you know? And that and that yeah. was pretty well done. Like, like I liked Psyduck in the movie and stuff too. So yeah, me too. I like the the scene in the back of her tiny little car where Pikachu's in his car seat and Psyduck's like yeah. gotta rub my feet and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I just I love the face that Pikachu pulls. It's become like a meme now, but that face is so expressive. Like that's like a testament to how far we've come with computer generated, like characters in films now that a face can be that expressive and that funny like oh my god yeah just amazing i just really love this film i i don't know if you can tell <laughs> yeah i know you're yeah you're you loved it i think you loved it like you well i guess you by your own admission you loved it more than shazam but you really love shazam yeah. too so i really did yeah this was better than shazam <laughs> all right nice i think it's good in all the same way shazam is pretty much like it's yeah. it's like it, this is a good year for family films i think so far you know like yeah um it, with the exception of uh of how to train a dragon three yeah didn't like that didn't like that oh i haven't seen aladdin yet but yeah like i don't think we're gonna cover that one because i really don't want to see it it's not worth it it's not yeah. worth covering yeah so there you go guys if you were looking hoping that we would talk about <laughs> aladdin it's not worth covering <laughs> That's, no. that's what we're going to say. Um, no, just just go rewatch the original. You'll you'll feel much better. That's pretty much how I feel about all the Disney uh, live action movies, honestly. There's some people saying that, like, uh, the reason why they're making them at all is just a, is a cynical move to, to hang on to the to the uh, the rights. Yeah. But some of the stories are uh, actually public domain. So I don't know if that's true in all cases. I feel like it's if it's cynical, it's just to make it's because they make money, you know? Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, so back to Detective Pikachu. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I just loved it. I, <laughs> I would watch it again right now. Like, it was funny. It was uh, it was perfectly paced for me. Like, everything. It was beautifully shot. The animation was brilliant. Uh, scripting was good. Like you said, the only thing missing is a little bit more representation and maybe the ending was a little bit iffy for me, but now that you have said what you've said, that it's kind of like a one and done, like that makes more sense to me. And it I of, hope I'm right. Though. Kind of sits <laughs> a little bit better with me if that is the reason why. But um, yeah, I mean, I just loved it. I, I would give it a hundred percent like forever and always in my heart. I mean, I'm a big Pikachu fan anyway. Like, um, I've got like a Pikachu plush toy and a Pikachu blanket and all oh. sorts. So like, he was like my favorite Pokemon. He's like, like one of the cutest creations any human being has ever come up with, like by far. Yeah, like, like, like I just love him. Yeah, 
Uh, my favorite Pokemon is uh, Arcanine and, and uh, or Arcanine, as the kids tell me you're supposed to say it, uh, and yeah. Growlithe. And I, I was Ooh, nice to yeah. see some of that because the cops have Growlithe's. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not even a dog person, really, but that's my favorite. That's always been my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Little Pikachu's fire dogs. always been my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pikachu's up there. I think of the original, like the ones that you could pick before Pikachu got shoehorned into the games as like a, as a starter. Uh, my favorite starter is probably Squirtle because I like turtles a lot. Yeah, I like Squirtle. I, I always like Bulbasaur too, though. So seeing a lot of Bulbasaur and Squirtle in this movie was pretty good. That's my final thought. Good for the yeah. Bulbasaur and Squirtle, but um, I, no, I, I didn't. I don't know if I loved it as much as you, but I really liked it, and I liked it better than the people that I went to see it with. Um, they for some reason thought that it was going to be a serious movie, so when they came out, when we came out and were talking about it, they were like, kind of thrown off by how much of a kids' movie it really was, and I was like, what? Like, I, like that? I couldn't understand how you could see these trailers and walk in with the expectation that this was going to be yeah. somehow grittier than like I don't know. Stranger Things or something, you know? It's probably, Stranger Things is probably actually grittier than this, but, like, I just mean, like, it wasn't, it was definitely always going to be a kid's movie. (laughs) Like, I don't understand anybody walking into it thinking that it's just going to be, like, I don't know, like that that dumb fucking Mortal Kombat web series that they made to try to make Mortal Kombat super, or the Power Rangers one is a better example, where they're trying to make Power Rangers all gritty and realistic or something like that. Um, No, that's not what this is. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it was it was a good film though. I mean, my my one question for you is, if you were if you had a Pokemon partner, who would it be? I don't know. Like, how? What are the criteria? Like, like is if it's not favorite, if it's more about your personality, um, yeah, that's hard. Like, cause I don't I don't know the personalities of all the Pokemon super well. What's what's one of the loudest yappiest ones? One of the loudest yappiest. Fucking ones. like far fetched. Uh, Probably the, the bird with the leak. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, that one that's in the in the club. I can't remember its name now. In the what? Loudred. 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 Uh, yeah, the one that plays the music. Oh, in the club. one of the newer ones. Well, I'm not gonna. Go yeah. With the, uh, <laughs> original one fifty Pokemon. Well, what's yours? Do you think, <laughs> do you think yours is Pikachu? I would love it to be Pikachu, but it'd probably be like a Jigglypuff or like a Cascoon or something. One of the one of the really sad ones that like I know my, is just depressed all the time. My wife's, I think, is definitely Snorlax. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love Snorlax. Yeah, Snorlax is also one of the cutest, cutest things yeah. ever created by a human. Okay, I'll say this: like, I I think. Um, Probably Squirtle, actually, because like and I'm going off the old cartoon series because Squirtle was like a little grump. Yeah. You know, but I think most people would say um, uh, Prime Ape or Mankey for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> come, come to think of it. Yeah, uh, those would probably be my um, my go tos or what, what people would think of for me. Because a lot of them are like, you know, a lot of the Pokemon are just kind of cute and gentle and don't really have much personality. Like, or they're just not, they're under, you just don't see them enough, like in the series yeah. and stuff. So like, you just don't, like, they don't really have a clear attitude. Um, like, what's Kabuto's, like, attitude as a Pokemon? Like, I have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think I think probably Mankey or Primeape going off, like, the cartoon. Uh, yeah. And I, I would want it to be Squirtle because he has the right mix of, like, trying really hard and uh and not you know being a little bit of a grump you know plus being emotionally vulnerable sometimes 
Yeah. <laughs> there that we go. Psychoanalyzing like <laughs> myself through Pokemon. Um, so be- because you love this movie so much, uh, I yeah. think it's haiku time. And I think that you probably are going to be ready for this one. Just about, maybe. I have a middle line. You have a middle? Okay, you have line. a middle line. All right. Um, so detective is like oh. detective. It's three, three syllables. So it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, detective Pikachu uh, is six. six. So we can't even actually do that. Um, we, can't, we can't include the words Detective Pikachu at the same time unless we're doing it in the middle. And then it says Detective Pikachu is or Detective Pikachu slaps or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Stop stealing my line already. Oh, Jesus. I told you I had a middle line. I, I hope. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it can't be what I'm thinking it should be. But um, okay. it's got to be something different, right? But uh, I hope I didn't just scoop it. So let's see if I can think of a first line then. Um, okay, how about I do the first line and you do the middle? Oh, you have but a five switch syllable? It up since, you, since you stole my middle line. I did? Because <laughs> I wasn't Which very was creative. Which one was it? Detective Pikachu slaps? <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say rocks. Oh, no, that's, that's pretty good. Okay, all right. Uh, do, do the five-syllable the five syllable line. Start us off. Um, uh, yellow belly fluff. <laughs> um, brings all the... Trainers. So how many is that? Brings all the trainers. That's five. To rhyme. Yeah. So yellow belly. Uh, yellow. Yellow belly fluff. Yellow belly, yellow fl- belly fluff. Yellow belly fluff brings, brings all, all the, trainers the trainers to rhyme. To rhyme. Uh, don't make him a lamp. Don't make him a lamp. Okay, so yellow bellied fluff or yellow belly fluff brings all the trainers to rhyme. Don't make him a lamp. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's a good, that, uh, are we happy with that? That's that's good. That's like that's not even a, like that's like a like a like a reference review. Like like that's good. I like that. Yellow belly fluff <laughs> brings all the trainers to rhyme. Don't make him a lamp. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's my that's favorite one, one we've done. That's a good one. Um, so awesome. Uh, that will be our, uh, our comeback episode after our weird hiatus and which is yep. over now. Um, Sam, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at just base or on Twitter occasionally at Sam underscore Jane uh, with a Y in it, J-A-Y-N-E. I'm going to stop saying that eventually, but I can't help it right now. Uh, um, yeah, I don't blame Other you. than that, uh, nowhere else uh, Evan where can we find you <laughs> we can find us uh, we're sorry you can find me um, at thunderclam.wordpress.com I uh, very occasionally uh, at least lately post uh, long form analytical movie reviews there you can also find me on twitter at Evan Todd McCoy all one word uh, on twitter um, and tweet yep. tweet me or uh, send <clears throat> us an email at our email address that I can never remember yep. how it goes if you guys have uh, any comments yeah let us know. Uh, our email address is movie night S N E uh, Sierra night uh, echo nice. at gmail.com. And uh, <laughs> so trying to remember my phonetic alphabet. For our first three episodes, we weren't available on Spotify or iTunes. We are now. You can fucking find us everywhere. If you look under your shoe, you can. We're there. Yeah, we're the, the dirt underneath your shoe, yeah. just keeping you company. We're the rock day. that never comes out because it's not actually a rock. It's a piece of like plastic that's like coming off your shoe because there's a hole there. Get new shoes, you scrub. 
Yeah, God. Yeah. This is your sign. Yeah. If you've been waiting, um, this is this is the call to action. Yeah, this is the moment. <laughs> okay, so next week we are going to be covering Brightburn. Yes. Did we oh, no, I think I think next week is John Wick uh, chapter oh, three. John Wick three. And then yeah, you're we're, right. we're, the week after. we're looking to cover Brightburn after that. Um, yeah. That's if you like it. If you don't like it, then we won't. No, we can. We should, especially because you loved it. So if we spoilers, but you love it. So if I don't like it, that'll be actually good. Yeah. So that's true. Because uh, we haven't had that really happen yet. You've been we've had no. lukewarm versus like gushing uh, or hmm. lukewarm versus mildly liked. But we haven't really had a very diametrically opposed point of view on anything yet. So that'll it'll be interesting That's when true. it happens. And it could be Brightburn, although I hear good things. So maybe not. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, have you yeah. seen John Wick Volume 3 yet? Or Chapter 3 yet? No, that's tomorrow. Okay, so we'll see after that. Because uh, some yeah. people don't like that one. So even if they like the first two. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And I'll talk more about that next week. So you have to wait, listeners. But anyway, that, yeah. that, that's us. Uh, now we're, yeah. we're off to the wild blue yonder. Yeah, that we are. We'll catch you guys next week. Yep, see ya. You already Bye. filter information from sound, smell, and touch, but now you're going to be assaulted by a million things you never even knew existed. It's a whole new level of confusion. People are going to expect you to be able to do things that you can't do. Read signs, recognize body language, people's gestures, facial expressions, and just get out of their way. Your eyes will...